0: Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Amanda, it's really so many awards are happening. I can't believe it. How will we ever keep up? Do you like this or is it too much for you? I think I like it, but I, do too. I, also, I also feel like out of the loop. Like, I, you know, I spent a lot of time this weekend on football, which is its own kind of celebrity and its own kind of entertainment. And so, therefore, I had to make a sacrifice, and the sacrifice was a Critics' Choice Awards. Like, I just don't feel like I'm fully up to date on everything that happened there, Julianne, the I'll Be honest. Aside,
1: as I am, I cover the Oscars uh, professionally. Some might say, and I did not watch the Critics' Choice Awards either. Okay, so good. I, that I don't is even okay. have
0: thoughts on the fashion. So I'm sorry, but the Emmys, I enjoyed. I liked the Emmys. It was a weird show. I prefer weird to boring or offensive. I liked that. Also, I, like, watched John Mulaney's opening monologue from the Governor's Award on YouTube. Like, I'm having a ball with all the celebrity content. We were starved for six months, and now it's—our cup has really runneth over. I watched the Emmys
1: on DVR, but as a television program. I Mm fast-forwarded through a lot of things, including, frankly, every single one of the Variety uh, performance talk show awards.
0: Sorry. Congratulations mm. to those people. Just want to I, note, nothing's changed. John Oliver's mm-hmm. still winning. Right. But I
1: experienced that as a TV show, and then I
0: experienced
1: the Critics' Choice Awards, the Governor's Awards, the BAFTA Tea Party, as God the Bat- and the, the Internet... The Tea ant-
0: Party seemed awesome.
1: As God in the Internet attended, which was via social media, right? And I was just getting my <laughs> updates and looking at all of the people's nice photos and then seeing some viral moments. And... I really enjoy that. It's just nice to have it as a as like a low grade. It seems like somebody's having fun at parties content throughout this this dark and cold January. So I I like it. I find it comforting to know that the celebrities are out. I find it comforting to be wondering about which stylists are going to get fired. I You know, it's just it's a nice low hum. So I'm enjoying
0: it. I have, like, a lot of, you know, I'm always very interested in, like, logistics mm-hmm. in a really mundane but all-encompassing sense. And so I'm really enjoying the logistics, understanding, like, what people are prioritizing. Because last week on our text, you, me, and Chris Ryan, we were really wondering, where is Keely Hawes? Why is she not at the Golden Globes? We are a Keely Hawes, Matthew McFadyen fan club. Our answer came last night, which is that she prioritized the Emmys, and she was like, "Fuck it, I don't need to be the Golden Globe." So and so did Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> oh my God, Amanda, <laughs>
1: he's so handsome. It's he looks so
0: hot. It was a showstopper. I paused. <laughs> I was just like, more Lucas Madsen, more, more, more. He like he always looks unreal. But like, I think this is the best he's ever looked. This man wears a tuxedo so well, it's unbelievable. He's just it's very tall, he's just he's very so tall and very
1: handsome. <laughs> Are you up on his like best friendship with Jack McBrayer? No, but I saw them sitting together. And I yeah, was like, huh, "So, I For a second, I thought that they had chosen Jack McBrayer as the seat filler. That'd be really funny. But no, they're like very <laughs> close friends. And oh, they, they hang out together. So that is also really funny. But yes, I was relieved to see that Keely Hawes and Ma- Matthew McFadden are are still together and she was in attendance. Because we were we were a little bit nervous during the I Golden I was nervous. Globes. He didn't mention her last week and she wasn't there, but... But it seems like the Golden Globes didn't have a lot of room for plus ones mm-hmm. and even though alexander scarsgard was nominated for a golden globe but and then also maybe came a little too soon after the holidays for people to travel internationally
0: Great so point. I, yeah. yeah i just i've been loving it i've been really obsessed with emily blunt cuz she seems to be everywhere i'm just like how is she doing it like she was at the bafta tea party she i mean
1: she is everywhere she's committed. so emily blunt is still campaigning for oscars i don't i don't think she'll win the oscar but she will be nominated for supporting actress for Oppenheimer and it sure seems like a lot of other people from Oppenheimer are going to win awards so she was at the Critics Choice Awards plus because they all won a bunch plus everything else I would like to talk about the Critics Choice Awards food for a while okay what made a me while. think of, yeah wow. wh- so what made me think of this <laughs> is that Emily Blunt was like I'm gonna go to I'm starving and I'm gonna go to in and out after this just like Paul Giamatti which just frankly is very unoriginal campaigning. Okay, like yeah. have have a new idea. to stop trying to glom on to what already was not original campaigning. I, you know, it was funny. Everybody does it once a year, sure. But I thought that was kind of. I was disappointed, and then there was also a lot of focus on what was being served at the Critics' Choice Awards, mm. which definitely seemed to be like airplane food. They were all given little individual boxes with like a charcuterie plate, and then apparently like pizza it's like firefest, like pizza and about. But it did have a firefest feel, <laughs> and I felt bad for everyone attending. I was like, that looks pretty grim, and looks like you're stuck in Dallas Fort Worth Airport for like seven hours on a layover, and this is what you, this is
0: all you can get. It's a farce to me to even serve food. First of all. A lot of unforgiving outfits, men and women included. Like it's just, it's just silly. Like just don't even. No one's there for the food. I it's just like save it for after. Like it would be better. Like you know, the Graydon Carter famously has the In and Out truck at the Vanity Fair party after the Oscars. Right. Like just do it after people. It's just so ridiculous to me. I also, I also like. I'm just like, what does Emily Blunt get at In and Out? Did she really go? Like I, I, I have questions. I, I don't. I it's don't a believe it. Yeah. But while we're on this, Emily Blunt stop on our train. Let's talk about the viral video response from last week. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. So after we recorded, there became a lot of speculation that John Krasinski and Emily Blunt were discussing divorce on the red carpet of the Golden Globes. People were, like, lip-reading and think that he said, I can't wait to get divorced, followed up by seriously. I just need to say that anyone who thinks these two trained professionals, including this one woman who is focused on her job right now, which is promoting her movie in a non-controversial way, that they would talk about divorce on a red carpet is so insane and dumb that, like, I'm just like, let's move on, people. This is ridiculous. It has nothing to do with their marriage. I have no idea what their marriage is like. They say it's good. Congrats. But the, these very professional people would never, ever do that. They are so locked
1: in right now to yeah. being, like, Very mainstream awards celebrity people. There's no way that the mask is slipping on the red carpet. Never, absolutely not. Which an alternate reading for that exchange was: I can't wait to get indoors right now. Um, And I will just say it because of the weather, and it was like noticeably windy and uncomfortable on the day of the Golden Globes here in Los Angeles. Like I, I did wake up. And as I said, I thought of Jennifer Lopez as I always do on Golden Globes day. And then I was like, wow, this red carpet is going to be really uncomfortable. Like it was, it was alarming. So I think indoors is the better answer.
0: I agree. I just, I, I can't believe anyone thought they would, they would like mess up like that. That's like, just unheard of. This is their Olympics, and they're like going for tens. You know, it's they're, they're good. I, I have no, again no comment on their marriage. No idea how could any of us know, but it doesn't matter because right now they're playing a part, and that's married, happy celebrities, and it's going right. well. So thanks very much. The other one, obviously, which we did discuss, was Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift. Selena Gomez took to Instagram, I believe, to 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 clarify that she told Taylor Swift about two of her friends hooking up. That one I don't buy. Just like I, I don't know if they're talking about Timothy Chalamet, but I don't buy that at all. But then at the at the subsequent event, Critics' Choice, I believe, Emily Blunt and Selena Gomez did like a picture together where they're covering their mouths so that they could not be interpreted incorrectly or interpreted at all. So, you know, they're involved. They're they're aware of the feedback. I think
1: Emily Blunt could tone it down a notch. You I know, agree with you, yes, I totally agree. Yeah. But, uh, and I love her, and I wish she'd had a better part in Oppenheimer, because I think she's deserving of it. But, like, all right. Like, it's, it's one too many memes.
0: I agree with that about her part in Oppenheimer. I will say, she made a lot out of very little, particularly when she's sitting in the back of the room, and she's just, like, in in the trial or whatever it is. I don't know, hear, hearing or whatever. Yeah, I, was like, I think it's a hearing, yeah. She's doing, doing good face work there, but I agree with you. Obviously, uh, Christopher Nolan's strong suit is not writing for women.
1: Yeah, that's it's fine. fine.
0: Can we talk about the Emmys some more? Because so yeah, that course. all happened. That's Critics Choice,
1: BAFTA, which is like those are kind of like lesser stops on the movie awards campaign. And this year, many of them have coincided with the lead up to the Emmys because the Emmys were postponed because of the writer strikes. So the Emmys that were held on Monday night were postponed from September 2023 and we're honoring television from, I wanna say, I wanna June 2022 mm-hmm. to June 2023.
0: Yes, that's correct. That's like why the White Lotus was there. Which is just incredibly confusing. Agreed, but let's keep the Emmys in award
1: season. I agree. That's what I was gonna say. The Emmys have and the eligibility window and all this stuff has always been confusing, but having the Emmys at the same time as everything else, makes it one concentrated award season, everybody shows up. You get more star star power at almost all your events. more attention. I think I think it was a great choice in general. So, so. even though I didn't like the bear won many awards last night, but I think it was winning for season one.
0: No, I think it was winning for season two. It was, yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. That's good. I mean, that would make sense because Evanos Backrock, aka my beloved Richie, won for a supporting actor in a comedy. Yeah, and it would make sense that he won for the season two episode that is really good. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was season two, right? Because it was released like right before the Emmy eligibility window closed yeah. last year. We got it. They got to change that too. So keep them in January and just make it calendar year. You know Agreed. what I'm saying? Just, yeah, totally. Let's just do it. We don't need, like, the Emmy year. It's fine. It doesn't... And it doesn't make any (laughs) sense. And it's not how TV... It's not even how, like... I guess it's how networks worked, but no one watches broadcasts anymore. Let's just... You know, let's do it that way. It was great. It was great to have everyone out. So did Succession win for... It won won for for its final season. For its final season. Okay.
0: That's good. Yes. I'm obsessed with the friendship of Karen Culkin and Sarah Snook. And... I feel like Kieran Culkin has been really deliberate in what he says in his acceptance speeches. Last night, there was two things that he said that I wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. One is his ongoing defense of his mom. I have to assume he's been waiting for this moment to, like, clear his parents' name because of, like, all of the hate they got when Macaulay Culkin was a child star. And I gotta say, I absolutely love it. I think it's kind of nuts, but I also think it's like sweet and i'm like wow he's really been waiting for this here in colkin is the most unbridled celebrity i think we have right now he he's... is just vain and petty and has a long memory and a lot of pride and he's really happy and i i'm really appreciating it
1: i was going to say he's chaotic good and it might be chaotic neutral to chaotic good mm. he's certainly eccentric but right now, it's coming from a place of happiness, yeah. so it doesn't feel toxic.
0: Agreed. He's like Arya Stark for his parents. It's like, you know, it's like so funny. And then number two, Amanda, how did you feel about him using this national platform to tell his wife he I wanted to have wanted more children? I thought that was so charming. <laughs> I like. I thought that it was because...
1: <laughs> I mean, he didn't do it in like the super rehearsed Emily yeah. Blunt way, you know? It was like he was speaking from the heart and he was thanking his wife. He was thanking, he thanked his children. And then he kind of tacked it on at the end. And it was like a personal moment that was happening, you know? And he was like using the crowd, but it was like, responsive and, and charming and her response was like very funny and charming I was just like it was a nice moment it was almost like a wedding toast you know like it was something uh-huh. that was like personal but shared with a lot of people so I I was very delighted by it I felt mixed about it but I, mean, I don't I don't <laughs> think it's binding of course I hope it's not binding of
0: course I mean I hope it's not binding it either I think that since she laughed it seems like that's like their relationship you yeah or whatever but I don't know I found it uncomfortable I was like this is awkward okay that's just me. And then he was, like, rushing for time. So he looks at the pe- the succession section in the audience and yeah. he thanks the people he sees. Very conspicuously, last week at the Globes, this week at the Emmys, none of the actors mentioned Jeremy Strong. Jesse Armstrong, at the very end, had to be like, and of course, we thank uh, Jeremy Strong, who's shooting a film. But the disdain that Sarah Snook and Kieran Culkin seem to have for Jeremy Strong is so funny cuz it's mm-hmm. so in line with the show. And yeah. also that was so apparent in their performances, like the way that Roman and Shiv were like closer. I just think it's like I just think it's really funny. I love yeah. that kind of behind the scenes stuff. I sort of feel sad for Jeremy Strong, but I'm sure he's fine, so I don't feel that sad for him. I think he's but fine. I, I love watching it unfold. And uh, I feel like only Brian Cox or Jeremy Strong was able to go and Brian Cox won.
1: Matthew Mcfadyen did also Mcfadyen, sorry. Also, did not thank him or mention him, and I just—it seems like he's just been erased, and it's th- wild. And like, and everyone else is like so psyched to be there and so glad to see their friends, and it's like what a special experience, and we love our crew. I don't know, I, yeah. And like,
0: Mark Mylod brought up the other two Succession directors who did not win. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's like I—I I always feel a little bad for the person who gets excluded, but also. If everyone feels the same way, what does that tell you? Any other moments from the show? Well, that yeah, you really... I
1: wanted to ask you. Speaking of people who get excluded or have complicated relationships with their their cast and mm-hmm. and the Emmys, can we talk about the Grey's Anatomy reunion? Sure, specifically, yes, of he- So this show, and I thought this was. Good TV making. The the Emmys show was built around a lot of cast reunions of beloved shows, and many they were from like Sopranos to Martin to Weekend Update, Tina and Amy, and they were brought out to Cheers to present awards. And so Grey's Anatomy, quote unquote, reunited uh, to present Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Limited Series. Sure, why not? And. They were all just, like, standing there happily, and Catherine Heigl was among them in, like, full glam, just being like, hello, nothing, no ill will here.
0: I don't think she spoke, right? I thought she did. I thought oh, she, like, she? presented. I blanked, I blanked it out. I thought, I know she was there. she just, like, didn't realize she talked. Yeah, so I feel that the... I, I think the fault line is if you like Alan Pompeo or like, if you can stand her or not, because I get the impression. This is just from me pie- piecing together the information I have. i I think that Sandra O oh hates Ellen Pompeo and will mm-hmm. not be a part of this. That's my take. I, I no one has said that that's never been explicitly written. It's not even a rumor I've heard. It's just like what I've put together from what I okay. know about the show. Um, I think that Sandra O oh is. If not the richest, like undoubtedly the most talented, probably and like most important actor of the show, other than like probably Debbie Allen, who's also an executive producer. And so I think there are just like fault lines here around like okay. around Ellen Pompeo, and then also probably Shonda Rhimes to a lesser extent. Have to assume the show was on Fox, so they didn't really need to like cooperate with any shows. It Grays is an ABC Studios TV show. It's fully Disney, fully ABC so they could kind of just, like, see who they could get. So I assume that this is sort of, like, different camps, and these are the people who probably feel either, like, they have something to benefit from doing this, or, like, kind of aggrieved. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Katherine Heigl and Justin Chambers, like, wanted more credit for their contributions to Grey's. And in some ways, they've been erased. And also, they both had, like, horrific exits from the show. So that's my take. Okay. Were you happy to see them? What, did you feel conflicted? You know... I feel confused about Patrick Dempsey, why he wasn't there. It seemed like a good moment since he's in Ferrari, and I'm just like, he probably should have been there if if he felt compelled. Maybe he's not on that side of the fault line. I know. I know, except that he came back to the show and he's only in scenes with Ellen Pompeo, so I'm pretty sure they get along. Also, Ellen Pompeo, like, for the last few years, has been in scenes with basically nobody except for Scott Speedman. And um, Scott Speedman's a on Grey's Anatomy now? Oh, he sure is, Amanda. I didn't know this. In what yeah. in what capacity? He plays a, a transplant surgeon. She met him in Minnesota and then he moved to Seattle for her. They're like kind of dating. His name is Nick. It's a great addition to the show. <laughs> I just think that most people from Grey's Anatomy don't like her, so that's my take. But I think I think Patrick Dempsey does. I don't know. I I think he
1: probably is like right now. I'm trying to be affiliated with Michael Mann films as sure. opposed to it's TV. a good strategy, you know. Yeah. So tra- to like to be like one of six on the Emmy stage would take away from his being one of six on right. an award stage. Not that Ferrari is being nominated <laughs> for that many awards. Unfortunately, <laughs> I enjoyed.
0: Almost everything about Ferrari. Yeah, I would say I did as well. I had a great time. I have a lot of notes, though.
1: <laughs> um, are Almost all of them related to the inclusion Shailene of Shailene Woodley? Woodley. Yes, of course. Yes, yeah. obviously. Anyway, a very nice person who is unnoticed. Uh, Do you know not that she's Italian. a nice
0: person? I'm not sure based on her her crowd. I'm not. I don't know that. For that's sure. A,
1: that's a that's a great point. A previously a skilled actor <laughs> who was not put in a position to succeed.
0: I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, the other, and then, you know, I was really interested in, like, there's just some other fun stuff from the reunions. Like, Danny DeVito being a part of the um, It's Always Sunny moment, mm-hmm. like, gave him an opportunity to talk about Rhea Perlman, his, his legal wife that he's no longer with, but they're still, like, t- like legally they're married. They're estranged? I think they're broken up. Oh, okay. are broken up? I'd, I'd, I don't know. Okay. Man. I'm a, I'm a major taxi fan. Like, taxi's Nothing one of my lasts. favorite shows. So, okay, yeah, a few years ago, they broke up. But, like, and, I enjoyed that little tidbit. And then, I don't know, the Cheers cast was a fun one. Yeah. I was like, wondering why Woody Harrelson didn't come from Hawaii, but probably because he doesn't do anything that he doesn't want to do. Right. Also, Hawaii, you know?
1: Yeah, it's why just why like you once you're in
0: Hawaii, why would you leave? Ally McBeal reunion? Yeah. I think cool. Winston Flockhart looked amazing. I loved her look, and I think her face has settled nicely at this age. <laughs> she did. She looked great. She and um, Harrison Ford were
1: seated directly in front of Anthony Anderson's mom, mm. who was incorporated in the show as, like, the instead of playoff music. They didn't have to use her that much, which I was glad about, because Jennifer it, it got old. Who, it got It got old, like, very quickly with Jennifer Coolidge— but they, it meant that the camera was on Harrison Ford and Calista Flockhart a lot, which I enjoyed. you watch Shrinking? No.
0: I loved it. I, like, that's... forgot that he was on it. But I was like, oh, right. Harrison Ford. He's part of a nominated show. Right. I loved Shrinking. I thought Jessica Williams also looked really great all night and happy. She's on that show.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right. She was nominated. Because I mm-hmm. saw, yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know that she was on that show that I hadn't thought about. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I think you might like it because it's set in Pasadena. Okay. I, very specifically know. Pasadena, not any other part of LA.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I do like Pasadena and I'm really grateful for their parks and story time and other kid services that I use without paying taxes to them because they're very high and I don't live there. I finally caught up on the Gilded Age speaking of shows that you recommended to me. And, nice. Um, it was great. Really good. I, I also recommend season two. Uh, Eight. T- yeah.
0: Eight. Eight. Oh my God. The train guys. 888?
1: Eight, eight, eight. Oh, eight. that's right. Okay, yeah. I Thank you for explaining it. I, I did see that. I wouldn't say that that is what I focused on. What did you focus on? What was your favorite plot line? There's about 20 to choose from. Well, I mean, just a spoiler alert, but just really tough break for Robert Sean Leonard, you know? I was like, oh, <laughs> no. As soon as it happened, like, damn. He could only give them four
0: days? So that was tough. I liked all the bridge stuff. The bridge fireworks. I liked Mrs. Roebling. I liked all of the bridge. Everything having to do with the I Bridge. I did not
1: like the fireworks, Juliet. I just, that was the most. It was joyous. Everyone was having
0: a great time. That was like worse than a screensaver animation. Okay. I can't imagine the city of New York stopping for a bridge opening. Like, it just seems so far-fetched. I love to think about an alternate time where it was such a big deal. Gotta
1: say, though, great bridge. So sure. I support them. Let's see. A uh, tough tough situation for Oscar Van Ryn. True dummy. Yeah, and who's the cousin? What's her name? Mrs. Fane?
0: Aurora Fane, yeah. Aurora I know. We, we got we got to keep an eye on her because how did she let this happen? Also, what's up with
1: Mr. Fane? I don't know. The fans are just like they're he's slippery. Just like, they're friends with everyone. Well, but he's not like not on the show very much. And when he shows up, he's like a rejected Ken doll who's just like there in the corner. And I'm just like, what what's happening here? Who are you are saying these? he's just Ken? I don't think he even is just Ken. You know, I don't know if he's good at lots of stuff. His job is money. Yeah. It anyway. So what what else did I like? I obviously like the opera stuff, and I was really glad that that other guy got to stay in New York with his daughter, daughter. and I was happy that that guy got the patent, and yeah, even though you told me about that, so but there were a lot of obstacles it did turn out
0: to getting the patent. Great news. The entire cast has been nominated for a SAG award, so hopefully in the future oh. we'll get to see them assembled together. Okay,
1: that is very exciting. <laughs> so I will, I will watch the SAG awards probably on DVR. But but those are exciting because they do the thing, the introduction every year where they have people tell stories about their professional lives, and they end with you know, and uh, like, I am Christine Baranski, and I am an actor, you know, mm. and I. That makes me crack up every single time. Oh, I hope Christine Baranski does one. That would be great. That would be great. I think yeah.
0: she's got to be beloved by anyone who's ever met her. I can't imagine she has any enemy. It's probably only like people who who are jealous of her. Right. Let's get back to the Emmys. What were some of the uh, looks that you liked?
1: I mean, Iowa Dibbery is just absolutely crushing award She looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. She was amazing. And this and it kind of like
0: she was wearing great leather of- Louis Vuitton.
1: Yeah. And she looked great at the BAFTA tea party. She looked great at critics. I mean, she has, like, not really taken a step wrong, but this was, like, the culmination, I would say, of her reward season. Yeah. And she looked fantastic. Great speech. Very charming.
0: Very charming. She made a joke about herself wanting to do improv. Yeah. And her parents were immigrants, and that's, like, a bummer. One thing about her dress, and last week as well, and so many women both weeks— that I'm loving is this very classic T-length silhouette, which is yeah. like a bodice with like a big skirt. It's flattering for everyone. I love the T-length. It's like playful. She really looked wonderful, but I, I noticed that on a bunch, a bunch of ladies. Yeah. And it's like it's a great look.
1: The like the full long fishtail gowns start to look a little prom, you know, or wanna yeah. prom. So no, I thought she looked wonderful. What about you?
0: loved Ali Wong's dress. I'm sort of surprised, but, but I like really loved it. Kind of reminded me of like very high end Al- Alice and Olivia. Right. Of, it like, actually,
1: It's also Louis Vuitton, actually.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I loved it. Um, I could see that now that you say that sort of reminds me of the various prints of Louis Vuitton luggage. It was like all bedazzled and it was like two different, like the top and the bottom were like complementary patterns. I just loved it. I thought she looked great. Also, obviously, her commitment to wearing glasses always makes me so happy. She does it not only in formal occasions but in all occasions. Mm-hmm. The beef crew seemed to all really like each other, which is really nice, happy for them, yeah, but yeah, she I, I like really loved her dress, and I was surprised. i don't I like I don't know why I was surprised, but I just did mm-hmm. And then, I'm a really big fan of Dead to Me. So I loved the Christina Applegate moment. Well, that was beautiful. So she was the first
1: person who came out and she has been diagnosed with MS and has
0: been pretty forthright about that experience. And so, especially with the last season of Dead to Me, because she, they had to like kind of change the way they filmed it so that she could always lean on something. She's, she is like basically retired from acting as a result of her MS. And that show, have you watched that? No, I haven't. I don't know that I'd recommend it to you, but like, it's wonderful. It's like a really, really moving show that's like ultimately about this friendship and she's so good in it as is Linda Cardellini. The whole thing is just like really wonderful. So it was it was really moving I've, and I really love that show. I, other than Amanda, I recommend it to other okay, people. Thank you.
1: I appreciate the <laughs> the personalized recommendations but also the broader, the, the broader recommendations. She was so lovely because, you know, the crowd was very aware and she like got a standing ovation. It was both like, it was a very emotional moment but, also, she is like still a performer and was yeah, making jokes and was both like very moved and also very funny. And it was just it was a great TV moment. So that was very lovely. I forgot on the other end of things that I just continue to think Camilla Maroney is like incredibly beautiful. So stunning. So that's it. You know, that's not even really I mean, she was wearing like a, I believe it was Versace red dress, and obviously it fit her well. But I don't really even know whether I'm Picking the dress, or I'm just picking hers. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's so beautiful. beautiful.
0: Yeah. As a fan of Priscilla, the movie, how did mm-hmm. you feel about Priscilla and Riley Keough attending this together? I think they did, or they were together this weekend. They did. They had a big falling out around the death of Lisa Marie over so, money, I believe. I
1: I think that it was maybe not as huge a falling out as was reported, and that some of it was just. The legal things. So, Graceland, the uh, the Elvis estate, the Presley estate, was left from Lisa Marie Presley to Riley instead of Priscilla. And I, you know, I think in all things having to do with wills and money and estates and and ownership involved, uh, things get complicated. But I think. Priscilla, at least, and, uh, you know, she's obviously also been promoting a movie uh, based on her memoir about her life, has always been like, no, it's it's Riley is the future and, you know, we're all good, et cetera, et cetera. And then that they were together. I mean, that's um, positive, you know. Definitely. That if, whether, whether it was a big deal or whether it was just kind of like legal what have you, it's nice that a grandmother and a granddaughter are together on the red carpet. Why not?
0: <laughs> it's also just past a year since Lisa Marie Parsley yeah. died. So that's nice. Yeah. That Did show you see was Pris- fun. Did you see Priscilla? No, I would like to. I like Jacob Alordi. I like looking at him. Yeah, have you seen Saltburn? No. Okay. Do you think you'll see Saltburn? Are you aware of the of the Saltburn movement? I'm aware of the Saltburn aesthetics. I'm aware of the prosthetic penis. Mm-hmm. Allegedly prosthetic.
1: I I don't have an answer on that. I I do remember <laughs> the the shot of the penis. I did not make it through um,
0: "Promising Young Woman,"
1: uh-huh. right? Which I so I also did not enjoy the film "Promising Young Woman." In fact, I think I we were at Sundance together, mm-hmm. and I went to see it by myself, and I was like, "Well, that didn't work. No one else needs <laughs> to see it." And uh, I was wrong. <laughs> not making it to the end of "Promising Young Woman" is actually interesting in the sense that you've perhaps missed some of what was most objectionable in "Promising yeah. Young Woman," a, a film I did not like very much either. I think that Saltburn is maybe even dumber than Promising Young Woman, oh. but also, but also, I liked it a lot more. Okay, maybe that'll be a plane watch for me. I, you know what? I don't think that you want to watch it on a plane. I'm just gonna let All you know right, right now. There <laughs> okay. are a few things there that I think, in terms of who you're sitting next to and okay. what what's showing Persetic up on penis, the screen, yeah. Sure. I mean, th- that's frankly the least of your worries. That you know, I'm just gonna say the word bathtub to you and and then
0: you just I've heard about that too. Yeah,
1: you'll know when it shows up. It looks really good. It's funny, even though it's not about anything. And as you said, Jacob Alordi and
0: some truly beautiful sweaters. So Emerald Fennell was really wonderful and Call the Midwife. So I'm also like just kind of inclined to think of her as wonderful on Call the Midwife and leave it there.
1: I thought she was very good on the crown. Seasons yes, she wore on The crown. Yeah. Well, she's port you know how you are you familiar with the concert of a dreamcast? how is it different from what the words dreamcast would
0: uh Like when I say Dreamcast, do you immediately think of Lay Miz? Lay Miz Dreamcast? No. What? Okay. okay. Like, there's like a Lay Miz Dreamcast thing of like the ten there's like the ten year anniversary concert of Lay Miz. And that's yeah, like a dreamcast.
1: The, yeah. Oh, and that is the right.
0: Okay, so I, I mean, I I've seen like, that.
1: It was like on PBS, and they're all standing on the yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. A thing. Every, okay, I, I know about that, but I didn't know that. That so that is the Dreamcast. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like a
0: musical theater world meme, I guess, for lack of a better word. So it just means your favorite version of yeah, but the it's things specifically that, referencing Les Mis, like implicitly. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like it's very specific to. It's did you end up reading Did you end up finishing Love, Good Girls? I didn't. There's a, there's, in that book, there's something called the, the reference aura. Did you get to that part? I didn't. And so there's, so there's like one character who has, who has this term reference aura, which is like all the things that you then reference, like for the rest of your life. Like you're a part of my reference aura. Like Amanda, you are part of okay. my reference okay. aura. So, so that's like the idea you. of a dream cast is first like, of all,
1: thank you. Second of all, <laughs> so, does that mean that, like, I am a reference or that I understand
0: your references? That you are, like, a point of reference. Like, you are a reference. Okay. Great. And so, like, so, Lay like, Miz is, like, the defining reference of, like, so, the idea like, of Dreamcast. So, for me,
1: sir, this is a Wendy's. is It's, yes. like,
0: part of my reference aura. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Got it. Anyway, I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, yes, I do. The Crown seasons three and four is like ultimate dream cast for any period piece, like about anything. Like take those actors and put them in something else. Like just perfect. It's just all good. I'm, I love it. That is really true,
1: though. I also season one. Claire mm. Foy and Matt Smith are also very powerful.
0: And, and Daniel Angs, should... who I fucking love, who plays oh, yeah. the bad friend. Yeah. Come on. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, not in the Kirby Hive. I I don't dislike her, but I'm not like a Hive member. I'm okay. just sort of but like that's an, can, that's an actress.
1: You're just you're here and you're appreciating it.
0: Yeah, but I'm okay. not like I'm obsessed with her. I saw okay. her something else recently. Can't recall. Anyway. Rosamond
1: Pike is in Saltburn. Right? Right, not I'm aware in, of that too in any of the Crown seasons, but she is sort of like a Dream Cast person for me. Put her in things; she's always very good. Did I use it correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much. <laughs> Recently, on an episode of the Big Picture, we came up with a fictional podcast called "Did You See That One?" and it's Chris Ryan recapping YouTube videos that he mm. watched. And I immediately said that you also needed to be a part of "Did You See That One?"
0: You guys we used could to do like, YouTube alternate?
1: together. I know. I remember. <laughs> you guys have a really special gift of reading the internet in unusual ways, and it's just always nice to learn from you.
0: That's that means a lot. Thank you so much. My, like, long video of the week was the John Mulaney monologue, which I, I only came to because Matt Bellany um, referenced yeah. it in his newsletter. It was
1: very good. And it was, like, it was two or three days after Joe Coy's inf- now infamous Golden Globes monologue. And it was a real, like, palate cleanser. Here's here's how not to host an awards show and here's how to host an awards show. I mean, John Mulaney yeah. and Nick Kroll hosted the Indie Spirit Awards at I want to say more than once, but they were delightful. And I think Matt was right that at some point, John
0: Mulaney will
1: host the Oscars if the Oscars still exist and or if he wants
0: to. I feel really complicated about John Mulaney. Perhaps I'll save it for another day. Okay. I don't know. I I
1: think sometimes people got to work through
0: things, you know? Oh, no, I like his work. I have no problem with it. I love the sack lunch bunch. Oh, yeah. I got to watch that. Do you think Knox will like it? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's for another podcast. Okay. Any other Emmys notes?
1: No, I'm I'm happy for
0: people.
1: I had watched two
0: of the th- three
1: shows that won all of the awards, so it worked out for me personally. Same. I haven't seen The Bear. Oh, but yeah, so I have seen The Bear in Succession. Right. I really like The Bear. I think I might actually re-sign up for Hulu to watch it and then cancel Hulu again. Hulu's just too expensive. I'm really sorry.
0: I love Hulu. I
1: always have. I like Love it too. But I suddenly found out I was being charged twenty four ninety nine a month on, on two you. different locations. I know. You- so I just had to cancel it. Like, I-, I know. Have you considered getting a bundle? I had a bundle. But of I wasn't Dis- using the bundle. What am I watching on Disney Plus? Please.
0: Don't you guys use ESPN?
1: Yeah, but we have YouTube TV.
0: I have that too. Yeah. I have the bundle. I have no regrets about it. I don't know. It's just like nice to have. Oh, you know what you could watch on Disney Plus? National Geographic.
1: Oh, that's right. We were also talking about the Chris Hemsworth show recently. and Limitless. Yeah. It's a great and one. I talked about how I had never seen it, but you had recapped it to me. Maybe that was part of the same conversation. You're part of my reference aura on the big picture on a regular <laughs> basis. That's just what I want you to
0: know. Thank so. you so much. You're really welcome. Thanks for all that you teach to me. <laughs> That's really nice. You're welcome. I miss the Hemsworths. I hope they're doing well. I feel like I feel like some celebrities, when they decamp to Australia or and or New Zealand to Oceania, they never return. Like here's a list. Well, well the Hemsworths James Cameron, didn't. The Hemsworths didn't decamp. I would say Liam Hemsworth had a exit from America. Well, sure, and but he's not he, returning. He went home. Sure. They're Zac Efron. <laughs> Zac Efron, James Cameron. Um. I know there's more. Who's to say?
1: I mean, it does seem like the Damon family.
0: Oh, yeah, the Damon Damons. and Co.
1: spend a lot of time winter. there. winter. Yes. Yeah. They
0: might be there right now.
1: No, I mean I think they're probably still here because they still have to go to awards shows. Right, but Air. yeah. Well, I I I don't know whether Air is gonna Oscar voting is
0: over. So Oh right. He's in but he's my favorite part of Oppenheimer, as I say at every opportunity. Oh, that's
1: right. I forgot he's in... yeah, so he'll be on <laughs> the forgot
0: too. We both forgot. Yeah.
1: No, I mean there are there are a lot of people in Oppenheimer. So you're right. He'll be on the circuit.
0: I noticed that Air is in the Amazon commercial. I watched so much TV, live TV this weekend that I can't remember like when I was seeing different commercials between mm-hmm. football and award stuff. But I did notice that Air was a part of it. And I was like, that's not that's not moving the needle for me. But oh, there was a Brit box commercial, I think, during the Emmys last night, which I loved. Okay. Obviously, I just love Brit Box.
1: I think that's all I've got. On the Emmys? Yeah. Okay, me too. You know, it was it was an hour and a half of TV that I watched on Fast Forward, so.
0: Yeah, well, we'll be back next week. More celebs doing stuff, I assume. Thank you to our producer, Jade Whaley, and have a great week.